I'm going on a journey with you, a journey through life, a journey that each and every one of us has been put on the moment we were given birth to by our mothers. A journey we maybe did not choose, but a journey that is interesting. And the good thing about it is you have control over how that journey continues and how the journey ends. I am Dr. Denny. I'm the award-winning mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor, international speaker, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom, and your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. Today's show, which is all about well-being for mothers of mind, body, soul, and spirit, is going to be focused on our journey and how different turns and twists can make a huge difference. It's a very special episode because it is also the anniversary of the book launch, my best-selling book, Every Mom is a Supermom. And for those who perhaps have read the book or heard me speak about little snippets from the book, it's something about discovering yourself. It's something about discovering your superpowers, especially as a mother. I remember when I was younger, and like I mentioned before, when we're born, we start this journey, but we don't even really realize it's a journey. We think that there is always a goal, and once we achieve that goal, there's another goal, but it is a journey. And so based on our way of life and the way we've been brought up and society generally, we think there's a goal and then you achieve it and you strive for another goal. We forget to enjoy the process. So when I was younger, I had the opportunity to be given uh, a form of recognition. I was very young at the time, and it was my first double promotion. So I'll explain what a double promotion is. So when you are in perhaps um, kindergarten or let's say year one in primary school, you have three terms. Now, of course, The first term, if you do exceptionally well and you are so good that they say, oh, my goodness, she pretty much knows everything in this class. Keeping her in this class will be a waste of her time and her abilities. She will be better off if she was in a higher class where she's challenged a bit more. So such students are given a promotion at the end of the first term of school to the next class. So instead of going to second term in year one, they go to second term in year two and they run through. And at the end of the third term, they move on to year three with their year two counterpart. So in other words, in one year, you are promoted twice. So it's called a double promotion. So I had the privilege of having that. Now at that time, I did not know what it was. But one day, while we were at assembly, I heard my name and I walked up to the stage and I was given a very beautifully wrapped present. But before I was to collect that present, I was walking past our music teacher who was playing some music on the organ as I was walking down to receive my prize. And at that point, my shoe came off my foot. So I looked at my shoe. I saw the person waiting with the prize, one of the the head teacher. And I thought, "Mm, I can't keep them waiting. Let me hurry up. So I hopped, (laughs) collected my prize, 
while the school was applauding and went back to my shoe, hopping on one leg and put my shoe on. And that memory stuck with me for a very long time. Why? Because there are times in our lives where there is a goal that is set and it is achieved. And when we achieve this goal, we think, oh, that's great. It's brilliant. It's amazing. And we maybe celebrate it for one minute, one hour, one day, one week. And it's like business as usual. We go about our things. We forget what we have achieved and what we have done to get there. But when we immerse ourselves into that moment, that we remember how we walked, what we said, how we kind of enjoyed that moment, it makes a huge difference. That moment of my shoe coming off my foot and me hopping to collect my prize and hopping back and the laughter from the <laughs> school, I mean, it was really fun. They laughed. They laughed. I didn't know whether they were laughing at me or laughing with me. I'm not sure. But I was just so young. I was getting my promotion to year one. So I really didn't know much. But I just mm -hmm, went ahead. And I can remember um, how I got back and just held on to that gift. And eventually when I got home, I presented the gift to my mother. And it was a gift of a book. I guess that's where my love for books really, really bloomed. That's the reason why I look and I say it's with great pleasure that I was able to write this book. Every mom is a supermom, breaking free from overwhelm and exhaustion. Because this came out of challenge. This came out of pain. This came out of a transition along a journey in my life. When we are able to take a part of our journey, learn from it, and share it with others, it is such a gift. So I'm going to share with you a bit about why I decided that it's a great idea to put pen to paper. This part I'm going to read is from my book. In the introduction, and it talks about the expectations and the pressure on mothers is immense. Society has made that so. Many cultures emphasize the need of mothers to ensure the house is clean, the children are fed and cared for, the husband is well taken care for, and is satisfied with every aspect of life, and that tasks are done according to the expectations of others with no concern for her welfare. This is so true. Many mothers are running a thousand miles an hour, moving mountains, being miracle workers, making things happen. And everybody looks at it and says, ah, that's your job. <laughs> Why should we thank you for what you're meant to do? But before we started our motherhood journey, nobody told us that, well, this is your job. This is what you're going to do. And this is what you'll be going through. So many of us had a rude shock of our expectations. And then we started to appreciate our mothers better because really they put in a lot. We are putting in a lot. And of course we will criticize ourselves. I have criticized myself so many times. Sometimes I actually, I know there was a time and I share, I share this quite a bit when I called myself a failure as a mother because I just, 
could not find that energy to play with my children, to interact with them, to let them be um, the energetic children because I didn't have the energy to get up and play. And so when we call ourselves failures because of maybe a failed goal or something we did not achieve, we are not doing ourselves any favors because life is not a destination, it's a journey. How are you taking every moment of every day and living that life so that you don't get overwhelmed, you don't get exhausted, you do not break down? And I'm just going to go a little deeper into our discussion of who we are. Mom, who are you? Seriously, look at yourself. There are many times when I have discussions with my children. And they are quite intrigued by the stories I tell them, either from when I was a child in primary school or even high school stories, or even when I was really, really young. And they are intrigued. I'm like, goodness, mommy, you did that. Mommy, you, you thought that. Mommy, you had that. And I wish we all had the opportunity to sit at the foot of our moms and ask them about their years growing up about their lives and that's one why it's so beautiful when we have like things that capture memories like books like pictures like recordings <laughs> you know it, it's those beautiful memories that make us who we are those beautiful memories that encompass every facet of our lives the good the bad and the ugly i know social media has this way of just portraying the good, the good, the good, or sometimes the bad, the bad, the bad. <laughs> I know the media, when you put on the news, you hear it, an earthquake there, a war there, a starvation there, poverty there. I mean, it's just bad, bad, bad. You don't hear that somebody crossed the road and was not hit by a car. My goodness, that's great news. Nobody, mm -mm, you don't hear that. You hear about all the other things. And somehow, as human beings, we're kind of hardwired to look for things that are not pleasant news. But we need to start to change that mindset of focus on what's wrong, what's the abnormality, what's the problem. I will show you um, an example of what a professor did once. So he took a plain sheet of paper and he did make a mark on it. So for those who perhaps can watch this, he took this piece of paper and then he says to his students, have a look at this paper and tell me what you see. Tell me in the best way um, how you would describe the thoughts behind what you see. And you might also use this as an exercise. So some people said, oh, my goodness, there is a black dot on a white paper. Um, uh, it could mean this. And they were giving their different hypotheses. And he looked at it and, of course, heard their descriptions. And then he went ahead and said, yeah, it's good that you're saying all this. But you see, there is a white paper. Everyone was focused on the black dots. Everybody was saying, yeah, there's a black dot. That's the, that's the smallest bit on that big, vast canvas of paper. But everyone was focused on that black dot. That is how we are. Focused on things 
that we have done that were not quite right, mistakes we have made, judgments that were probably not sound at the time, that in hindsight you're like, why did I do that? Why did I say that? And we beat ourselves up. Then that mom guilt creeps in. So I want us to focus not on the black dots, but on the white paper. Because the dots, whether it's one black dot, two black dots, four black dots, they are all speckles and events in our lives. However, our life is that canvas, that white paper that we have that we could write on. You are the author of your life. You are the one that can write the story. You can edit that story. You can erase that story. You can create that story into a movie. You can direct the story. And you can also act in the story, either as yourself (laughs) or as anybody else, or just do a cameo appearance. That is how powerful you are. That is the power of the journey. Appreciating every single step of the way. And so when I talk about our superpowers, I talk about, especially that I put in the second half of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom. I talk about how you and I can tap into these superpowers that we have, especially as mothers. And that's in chapter 10. There's a segment where I wrote, the great people in history who achieved great feats faced challenges and were criticized when they voiced out the possibility of making a supposedly impossible thing possible. But the moment they were able to go beyond that period of criticism and even rejection, the world embraced them as achievers, as pioneers and geniuses. That is why we as moms need to see ourselves as super moms because that is who we are. And we have so many superpowers lying within us. So it is time for you and I to awaken the sleeping giants, to tap up those powers and say, hey, come on, it's time to go. It's time to ride. It's time to create the life I would like to have. It's time to be the person I would want to be. It's time to do the things I have dreamed of doing. It's time to have the things I desire to have because nothing is beyond our reach. The moment we have that mindset that nothing is beyond my reach, as long as I desire it, I have a plan and I work towards it. Okay. These three things have to be there. Desire, a plan and action, working towards it. I can achieve. This quote, beautiful quote, whatever the mind of man can believe, it can achieve. Okay, that's just a paraphrase of that quote. And when you believe, you can achieve it. So why don't we believe great things that we can achieve? Why don't we believe? And as we do, do you know that part of the journey is falling in those potholes? Because if I did not have challenges in my life, I would be a different person today. In short, as a matter of fact, you wouldn't even know me. This book will not exist if I did not go through challenges, if I did not go through my grief journey, if I did not live an abusive marriage, if I did not 
grow through the self-discovery because I was so drained, so overwhelmed, so exhausted. If I didn't go through that, I will not be here. This book will not be here. The podcast will not be here. And so you and I need to recognize the journey. There is this beautiful quote, I believe it's by Lao Tzu. It says, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. You and I need to take that single step. But with each step, let us take it with gratitude, with appreciation of where we are, where we've been, and where we're going. The reason why I start with where we are is because sometimes many of us start with where we were. It's great to think about the past, but sometimes when we think about the past, it's full of regret, it's full of guilt, it's full of shame, it's full of sadness. Some people have moments in the past that are full of joy, but like I mentioned earlier, we have this hardwired thinking to focus on anything that is out of the ordinary. We look at the focus on the mistake, the error, the change, the different thing, rather than focusing on the bigger picture, okay, or the positives. And so that's why I say where we are now. Let's start with where we are, okay? And when we start with where we are, we're able to appreciate very, very well what it is that we have in front of us. So it is my desire that as we navigate through this journey of motherhood, as we think about all the things that we are learning um, every single day, both the things that we learn from our children and the things we learn from each other, we will be able to grow to be better versions of ourselves. So, having said that, I had a very interesting discovery. And this is a discovery I realized that when you and I were younger, um, and perhaps this is when I speak with mothers in my community, we talk about how when you are younger, you just, you know, do your thing and maybe you're a career woman or you're a businesswoman, you're running all that stuff. And then you become a mother and suddenly everything you've ever achieved seems very small in achievement compared to being a mother. Now, don't get me wrong. I love being a mother and I think it's a great achievement, but we forget everything about ourselves. We forget all the accolades and the achievements because Many, most of the time we think, oh my goodness, um, my child spilled something on the floor. My child had a tantrum in the shop and suddenly you're a bad mother. Who told you you're a bad mother? They may look at you like you are, but that doesn't make you that. Some people might actually tell you that you are, but that doesn't make you. So very importantly, let's have a look and say, okay, I remember who I am and I know who I am and I'm awesome. And so in the book, I also talk about a declaration you can actually do. And this is something you can do every day. You can do it in your car from a mirror. You can do it uh, when you're brushing your teeth in the, in the morning. You can do it while you're in bed as you're getting up or even when you're going to bed as well. So what that entails is just putting your hand on your heart and saying, I am. You say your name. I am worthy. I am wonderful. I'm enough. And what these three things, these three declarations do for you is that they help you to see positivity. Now, there might be some words that resonate well with you. Now, of course, I am worthy. I'm wonderful. I'm enough. You might say, you know what? I'm awesome. I'm amazing. I am 
beautiful. I, whatever that word is for you, just pick three and just put them, put your hand on your chest and say that about yourself. I remember when I started this declaration to myself, I felt it was a lie. Sometimes I would say, and what I did, I did it in such a way that when I was saying, I was looking at the mirror, not just looking at the mirror, like, you know how you look at the mirror and you're looking at your cheek. No, I was looking at the mirror and looking into my eye and said, I am amazing. And sometimes I would say, really, are you really that amazing? <laughs> you know, and I had this second guess going on in my head and I had this thing telling me that, oh, you're not good enough, you know. Oh, you make mistakes, you know. Yes. Because I'm worthy, that's why I make mistakes. Because I'm enough, that's why I make mistakes. Even in my mistakes, yes, I'm enough. And because people will always tell you you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not this enough, you're not enough. But you can choose to accept that or to reject that. Rejecting their opinion of you is the best gift you can give yourself. I'm going to say that again. When you have people that are constantly criticizing and causing you pain and causing you harm, rejecting their opinion of you is the best gift you can give yourself. Because like Maya Angelou said, what people think of you, the opinion of others is none of your business. Seriously, why should I bother myself with what you think about me? Some people would love you. Some people will not love you. Some people will not even like you. Some people will downright hate you. You can't change them. They've decided what they want to think. They decided what they want to do. It's your decision now to decide what you would like to accept. And I have learned something. That when you're working in a community or you're working, let's say you're at work or you are in your business working with clients, when you have some alignment, you tend to go very well with certain people. But unfortunately, there are times when you really don't have an alignment, um, either for some difference that they have seen, some opinion they have heard, or maybe even you have heard about the person. And that might even affect your way you relate with the person. Whenever you get to that position where you're feeling, oh gosh, I don't think I can get along with this person, or maybe this person did this, oh my goodness, how could they? I want you to stop and say, well, this could also be said about me. I accept me for who I am. They may not accept me. That's really none of my business. I, I believe very strongly that each and every one of us is very blessed. We have got our talents, our strong points. But in addition to all that, we also have our kryptonite. And I talk about our kryptonite in this book. <laughs> you know, how much I love superheroes. I do love superheroes so much that I believe very strongly that when you are in your element, as in even vulnerability is a superpower. Did you know that? Vulnerability is a superpower. and when you are in those, your element of even crying or under the duvet, you're crying. You're still a supermom. Why? Because that is your true, authentic self coming through in that challenge, in that difficulty, in that critical moment. But if with all that power, you still find out that you have a certain 
shortcoming, a short a problem that is causing pro- things for you, that's causing um, difficulties for you. That is the kryptonite. And that is a very, very important thing. Now, I talk about this in my best-selling book, and I'm just going to read a few things. That there are a few kryptonites we need to be mindful of. Number one, limiting yourself. The first kryptonite is usually (laughs) self-afflicted. You see, we all have powers, and this is just out of the book. We all have powers to deal with things. But when we get ourselves embroiled into I can't do it. I'm not good enough. We can limit ourselves. And so we don't take that action. We don't put ourselves forward. We don't speak up. We keep quiet. We we say, oh, no, I'm, I'm not good enough. I've not got enough qualifications. We go back and read more. How many of you have gone to get extra qualifications because you're not good enough? You think you're not good enough. You think you're, you need more qualifications to be able to go for that promotion. Who says you do? Who? <laughs> okay, so that's, that is the first kryptonite I talk about. Henry Ford said, if you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. I totally agree with that statement. Belief in yourself, your abilities, and God are the key to achieving anything. The moment your belief starts to dwindle, you cannot inspire faith in others. Because... I love this beautiful quote, and that's a quote I actually shared recently on social media, because um, for those who perhaps follow me on social media, I tend to do um, a quote from scriptures on Sundays. So because sometimes, of course, on Sundays, I'm not on social media, I'm not doing all the um, lives or whatever, I tend to use Sunday for a quote, so a biblical quote. And the quote I put out, which was very recent, is very, very important and very linked to what we just, um, the part of the book that I just read out to you. And that's a passage from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And it's a definition. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We need to have faith. Why? Because faith is, does not tell you that the thing is there. You believe it's there, even though you're hoping for it. But it has a substance. It's like you can feel it. I'll give you an example. How many of you believe that there is air? How many of you have seen air? <laughs> okay. But you can't feel the substance of air. And you hope that there are things that would change in your lives. You and I, have got this special gift. And that gift is the fact that we can desire things, okay? Of course, some people have been hit so badly in life that they just feel, oh, well, if you desire something, you'll be disappointed, you won't get it, and then they have this downcast outlook to life. But you and I have this thing, we, we desire something, and that is where what you hope for, okay? A better life, a beautiful um car or um, some part of your body you want to tone up or create more muscles. Now, I don't know um, what your desire is, what you're hoping for. When you have the substance of what you're hoping for, it's the manifestation, the materialization of that hope, which is, of course, something that is maybe conceived within your mind. You're thinking about it. You're processing it. Maybe you're visualizing it as well. 
or it has not really come into fruition. The substance of that is the faith that comes through of what you were hoping for. And it's also the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. When you desire something, at that point in time, it's not there. But it is going to be, it is evidence because it's coming. And that's what faith does for you. So believe in you. And that's what my main thing here is. Motherhood is beautiful. Motherhood is beautiful beyond compare. But it can be exhausting. It can be challenging. It can be draining. Life is a journey. So is motherhood. Part of that journey. And as we navigate through life and navigate through our motherhood journey, we will meet ups, downs, valleys, troughs. We will be thrown overboard sometimes. We will go off track. We will fall into lakes. We will almost drown. We will fall into lava with an erupting volcano. We will have challenges. That's no doubt about that. But we need to rise up. We need to believe that we can enjoy the journey. Enjoy the good, the bad, and the ugly. We will make it through when we put our faith in moving onward and forward. Just a little bit about this book. Every mom is a super mom. And I'm so glad that we're celebrating the anniversary of his launch. And it was when it was launched, it hit the bestseller list. I was like, oh, my word, this is amazing. It's because when you look at it, you can discover how to tap into your superpowers and get rid of that feeling of overwhelm and exhaustion for good. Isn't that fantastic? Beautifully articulated within this book are exercises you can do. I share this, of course, when you know how this show goes, because when I talk about something, I think about not just the story of how it all happened or what, how it's affecting people, but what are the strategies and what are some action steps you can take now? Okay, so that those are the things I share, and I would love to share this book with you. So I'm going to put a link to where you can get this book. This book is available on Amazon, so you can always get a copy. But what I'm going to do very specially for our listeners in this community is when you get the book, I want you to send me a message. Okay, so you can either send it a message on social media, a message via email. So my email contact is all in the show notes. Send a message if you wanted to just take a picture with the book. And uh, send it to me. I got it. And what I'll do, I'll give you access to an amazing course that will support your journey on this book. And what's going to happen is you'll get access to this. So, of course, when you send me the message, um, the team will get in touch with you and get access to that course for you. Okay. So I look forward to hearing your thoughts. I look forward to you not just getting this book for yourself, but to get it for another mother. Let this be a gift to another mother to help them so that they can look at their lives and say, oh, my goodness, I wish I had this earlier. But now I have it. I'm happy. (laughs) Okay. so. Do take care. I am Dr. Duny, and I look forward to connecting with you. Don't forget to get your copy of the book. Don't forget to share it with others. And do not forget that you are truly awesome. You are a gift 
and every day you are becoming a better version of yourself. Even if you sleep and fall, these things happen. You are truly amazing. Until next time, I ask that you stay well. Thank you.